Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. What happened at the cross when Jesus died? Part 2 of 2. There are four key verses in this second part of the devotion about the cross. The verses are Colossians 1, 13 and 14, Ephesians 3, 11 and 12. Colossians 1, 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Colossians 14, 1, 14, that is. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 3, 11. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, Ephesians 12, 3, 12 that is, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. This episode continues a look at the events surrounding the death of Jesus on a Roman cross and how he secured our salvation from God's wrath through the forgiveness of sin by his shed blood. And more than this, as wonderful as it is to be safe in God's forgiving love, after we go to him asking for that pardon based on our belief Jesus died for us, there's more to the new spiritual life we now have before we get to heaven. And we have the life of Jesus in us by his Holy Spirit living within us and sealing us unto the day we are redeemed from this life when we die and taken in an instant to be with the Lord. The devotion focus is the pardon was made possible when Jesus atoned for our sin. This means he paid the penalty. The price he paid to make atonement for our sin was his life. And so, kind of as a recap, he gave his life for us. And if we trust in that truth and ask God to apply the atonement to our personal sins, Jesus then gives us his life, his eternal life, at the instant we pray in faith. And now this level of faith reveals its sincerity by our changed life afterward as we grow in knowledge and application of Jesus' commands found in Scripture. Listen again to Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. And buried in this verse can mean to assimilate spiritually to Christ. And the Greek newness of life in Romans 6, 4 is a similar word to renew in the mind in Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So think of it this way. Romans 6, 4 tells us what to do as an invitation, and Romans 12, 2 tells us how to do it by renewing the way we think. And we do this by reading and studying the Bible daily. It's that simple and it's that difficult. These verses are necessary to understand in order for us to grasp the proclamation of Jesus in 1010. And I'm going to paraphrase it. This is Jesus speaking. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And yes, sin must be atoned for. And Jesus did this once for all when he gave up his life. But our new birth, upon acting upon the forgiveness offered, is but a gateway, albeit an almighty eternal gift, but it is a passage into a different kind of life than the one lived before we are born again. Now, the Son of God died so we could rejoin Him in fellowship, 
friendship, relationship, and love and life. If we'll just seek to experience this reunion through love for God, only then will we understand and serve Him correctly, not in ritualistic rules of religion, but rather serve Him because we love Him, and then we love others because of His love for them. And this is a work in progress. I, I still struggle with this sometimes. And sometimes, I mean, it's love if only through prayer for the worst human beings imaginable. But Jesus died for them too. And just so you know, the only reason I may not have been one of the worst men to ever live is only by his grace, because of his grace. He kept me from living from the depth of my sin. And I'm convinced part of that process and me being spared the horror because of the prayers of my grandmother interceding for me. Now, in summary, Jesus' death was the turning point of human history, but it didn't stop there. By his resurrection, we too will resurrect from the grave. Romans 1.4 states, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And then listen to Philippians 3.10. This is Paul. His prayer is that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And although before the day of our personal resurrection, we have access now to his resurrection power through prayer. This gives us the ability to live above the debilitating sorrowfulness of life here and now, even when surrounded by grief and sadness at times. Now, the action to consider Seek to fully understand all that transpired the day Jesus died on that cross. And when you come to see clearly what he accomplished and how it can be yours, hope should flood your soul. Next week's devotion is yet to be announced. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.